Fraser House. Welcome to this episode 107. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. And we're back from the last game, the LA versus early. Wait, wait, wait. Why am I fucking up? LA versus SKC. The game we lost. Two to the zero. game we lost. The game we lost. It's the back to earth game. Okay. Here we well, go. We're descending. We're descending. It's not as spectacular as one of those SpaceX rockets, like returning to the pad on, on exactly the right place. It's more like the guy in the parachute slowly coming back down to Earth. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly the, the case here. Everybody was on such a high after what happened against LAFC. Um, you know, Zlatan came in and saved the day. Uh, great, one of the greatest comebacks in MLS history. Everyone's on a high. We can't possibly lose again, right? I mean, we're going to ride this all the way to MLS Cup undefeated without allowing any more <laughs> goals. And Kansas City showed us that is not true. And you know what? There's a part of me that kind of felt that good. You know what? That needed to happen. That needed to happen. That we still see the team as what it is. And Bobby had mentioned it last mm-hmm. week. It's still not a complete team. It still has its weaknesses. It still has its deficiencies. And um, the strengths are still not that game. good. Yeah, it, it, it's. I, I'm not going to sit here and uh, really harp but, on the loss too much because, in all yeah. honesty, I don't think they played. Terribly, I think no. they could they have had gotten chances. a result. No, they had yes. more than enough chances in this game, mm-hmm. but uh, two defensive uh, miscues. Well, that's what leads to the goals, and that's what matters in the game. You score the goals, and um, you know, just ask New York today. Uh, I don't care how how much you outplay your opponent. If you're not scoring the goals, it's not really going to matter. And that's exactly what happened to the Galaxy. Um, they weren't necessarily outplaying Kansas City. But they definitely were holding their own and definitely created more chances than they did. But, you know, sometimes the ball just doesn't want to go in the back of the net. Um, and, you know, well, it, it, it was uh, an Achilles heel of one of our Achilles heels of last season where um, you got your chances, but you weren't capitalizing on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at you look at the way the, the, the Kansas City played. Um, one of the things that we talked about heading into the game was that they have scored a lot of goals. And the other side of it was they've given up a lot of goals. Now, they were without their top scorer in uh, Gutierrez. He, he didn't travel, but, but it seems like they talked, they, like this week, they found their defense. Uh, what a game to find your defense, by the way. But I also, <laughs> That's I also for us. don't think, well, it, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really add up. To be perfectly honest with you, because well, the post gods showed up. The, the, well, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> the the, there was that. The, the, sure. The, the like post gods. I think, were, I think, I think, there. I think in the stadium. I, I, I don't know if David, you were next to me at that time. I was like, oh come on, football god, just give it to us already. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, I do. Dude. I do remember you saying that. And then was like, the galaxy <laughs> took twenty-two shots, ten of them on target, and three of them hit the post. So you know, do the math. Whatever, however that translate equals a two-zero loss. Um, and you know what are you what are you gonna do? The the crowd came in. They were ready. They were wanted. They wanted to try and recapture that moment from the last game. And 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 there was a there was like a a, a tension that that was in the air, um, like a but also like a tentativeness until uh you know until of course the big man shows up. Um, well, did you want to say some more stuff before that happened, Lewis? Well, what what I was gonna say is that we're talking about the the shots. They they put twenty two shots up, and ten of them were were on target. Three of them hit the post. Now, balls that hit the post or shots that hit the post, they don't count as shots on goal. So they count uh, as off. So if you yeah. put those as shots on goal, you had thirteen. So th- they they were on the mark over fifty percent. Um, so it, it's not like they were dominated. Uh, off the field, they had they, they had created their chances. Um, the possession battle was pretty even. Uh, I, I mean, Kansas City had a fifty-two to forty-eight advantage. That's, that's pretty much even. I, I don't really consider that too too much an advantage there. But the problem with the shots that they were taking, with the exception of the ones that hit the post, Melia had a career high ten saves, and probably about eight of them were right at him. 
So, um, but even the, the, two the, from Zlatan, two from Zlatan that were from 30 yards out, and which, by the way, Mili had trouble controlling that, by the way. But they oh, yeah. were still at him. It wasn't like he had to die for it. They were still at him. Yeah, when, but they you know, were the, like. When, they, when those were happening, I was telling Dave, I'm like, dude, Zlatan, just keep doing that because they're so powerful that he's not going to be able to hold them. And those 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 bounce backs, we should we should, you know we should be able to get in there, get some guys in the box. And but we didn't we we didn't have yeah, enough time. It, by, it that, was, it by was, that point, we didn't have enough time, and it was just hard. I mean, look at I mean, I know we're jumping uh, back and forth in, in timeline here, but I mean, even when he came in, well, no, let's go back. I know David wanted to do his. A reveal of the Zlatan. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. I wanted to do a reveal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were. Yeah. It's like we're a s- like we're so off like a place. Chris Angel. It's 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 like a Chris Angel uh, uh, telephone booth. Uh, you know, a man stands <laughs> in a telephone booth in New York in in Times Square for seventy two hours. Uh, <laughs> this is the type of magic trick that that I'm about to do in, in revealing Zlatan here. Um, that, that, but, but Bobby's right. Let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's talk about more. Let's, before we get there, let's not blow our load. <laughs> all right. Um, let's not, you know, put it all out there right, right away. Um, let's go back to the, the starters. So guys were coming back in from injury. We had Alessandrini back. We had um, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos back. Um, neither of which I think were 90-minute fit. Uh, Jonathan, I believe, played 90 minutes, right, Lewis? I think so. Uh, he did. He did. Uh, and, and personally, I believe that he was w- uh, one of the better players uh, for sure. on the Galaxy side. He's, uh, again, he's, he's, he's not going to come players. out. He's not going to come out on the stat sheet. He's, he, as a DP, you sure. expect them to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, full of goals, full of assists. Um, but that's not what he was paid to do. He, he's basically that, that glue, that pieces. Yeah, it's not his role. He, he pieces the, the offense and the defense together and really is uh, – he's kind of the general in that midfield. And um, he's been doing great uh, as, a, as a Galaxy player. And he comes back from injury and he's, he's showing his, uh, his skill level here unlike his brother. Uh, also, I, I have said a, it before that he's, it's unfortunate was, that he – that he is related to Gio and that he, a lot of the shit is going to be flung on him and it's completely uncalled for. I think, um, I don't want to say he's an unsung hero, but I definitely think for what he's doing for the team, um, he's underrated. And I think yeah. that's the, uh, that's Gio kind of bringing him down. Well, I was going to say even, even their, their intentions also look different. Like, uh, Jonah has drive and it looks like he actually cares about winning on the field. When we don't really see that from Gio, he's just like I don't know. To me, it's just like he just just happy to be out there and just being like whatever. And then when he gets the ball, just doesn't know what to fucking do. Is <clears> he <throat> happy to be out there? I don't think he is. No, you know um, what I mean. But like a leisure, like a leisure. Yeah, you know. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, I'm playing in the park. Yeah. Um, Alessandrini, another guy. Again, he's been out for about a month. Um, and uh, he wasn't as energetic as he usually is, as the Alessandrini that we're used to seeing. But I think he a lot still of that played well, though. Yeah, I think he played well, but I think I think he could have been a little bit more energetic. I mean, I'm not putting anything on him. I'm just looking at it as a as a a thing to say, I guess. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so so l- let me go ahead and say this. Uh, obviously, there's gonna be overreaction uh, when. A little small thing happened, whether that's oh, a victory or a fair. loss. No, no, we're being <laughs> fair. We're completely being fair. Uh, Bobby, I know you usually tend to stay away from social media, but yeah, I we've like, had yeah. people completely overreacting to, to this uh, to this loss here. Um, we've heard the fire Chris Klein uh, chance come back. Oh. Uh, I've heard people say that the, the LA Galaxy are a trash organization and they need a new front office. Uh, people are calling for Siggy's head. After this loss, I mean, it, it's it's a full blown overreaction uh, to a, a very uh, I don't want to say insignificant loss, but the way they're making it seem, it really is insignificant. Um, but Siggy Schmidt, um, again, it, it's a it's a complete overreaction. But yeah, they're calling for his head. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I don't remember who it was. I probably should have had it up. But they wanted us to talk about how Siggy is just a piss-poor coach and he shouldn't be here. Um, do I believe that he's the best candidate out there? No, I don't. I would take Greg Vanny in a heartbeat. Um, but Come on, man. You can't, do I, you can't expect Greg Vanny to leave that sexy, sexy Toronto team 
to come to, to LA, LA Galaxy. Come on. Come on. He's dreaming, David. He's dreaming. They beat Club America. They beat Club America in the Azteca. There's no way dope. he's like. No, actually, the America got like a consolation penalty in the last minute. So it was 1-1. One, one. But uh, they move on. They Ugh. eliminated Club America at the Azteca. Yeah, they still, they yeah. Move, they're moving on. Yeah, but you can't tell me that the coach doesn't play a huge role in something like that. But we're going a little off the rails here. Uh, point is, do, do I feel that Siggy Schmidt is uh, the best candidate out there? No. Do I feel that he's doing a, 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 a good job so far? I want to say yes. Up to this point, we were praising him. Uh, we praised him uh, in the LAFC match. Uh, when he uh, made his substitutes, uh, Husidic and Ashley Cole moved him up to the midfield. And, you know, everything is fine and dandy. You look like a genius when you win. When you lose, you're going to get all the shit, uh, you know, kicked at you. Um, the only thing that I can really criticize Siggy Schmidt uh, here, and, and uh, the reason I bring this up is because David was talking about Alessandrini. Alessandrini has not played since the Portland game. The, the season opener against Portland is when he yeah, went down. So he's been, he's been out for a month. He barely started training this past week, and you put him in the starting lineup. That's the one criticism that I can probably put on Siggy here. If you know that Allison Drini is not going to be 90-minute fit, if you know that he's going to have um, some rust, I mean, it's probably natural to assume that he's going to have some rust after not playing for a month. And you know very well that Legit is still probably not fit to go 90 minutes, but has been starting as of late. Why not keep Legit in the starting lineup and bring Alessandrini on for him somewhere along the 60th or 70th minute? Well, I think a lot of that is Siggy also managing Legit's minutes because, again, he's still coming back from injury. Um, a guy who hadn't played in a year. I, I mean, he has been getting a lot of minutes. But I think that is probably what they kept in mind is that, oh, Legette's getting a lot of minutes. We don't want to overwork him and possibly injure him and lose him again for a, a long amount of time. But that's kind so, of my point. I mean, if you knew that you were going to have to substitute either Legette or Alessandrini, why not start Legette first, take him off, and then give the, uh, you know, have him go for 60 minutes, which is pretty much what he's been playing more or less, and then have Alice and Drini come on um, as a spark, um, as a uh, as a player off the bench that's going to give you some some hustle and some drive and some um, you know some movement going forward. Well, and not have you, him gas out. Um, but you know what you're going to get. Minutes. I think I think because you know what you're going to get with the Jet, and I think that you want to see uh, how Alessandrini gelled back into the team. You also probably. Uh, also, Alessandrini probably w was like rearing to get in there, um, so it's maybe it's it's Alessandrini going to Siggy and be like, "Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm I, you know I want to play. I'm 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 in there." And maybe Legette, on the other hand, goes like, "Hey, you know I am kind of feeling it. I'm you know it took me longer to recover this week, um, you know. So maybe maybe there's some some I can't uh, imagine player talk." I cannot imagine that Legit is saying, I'm not ready to go. David's uh, novella, when, player when talk. you need me. What I want now is... It would be the worst show, player no, talk. No, what I, what I want is, you know, like the, the, the Spanish shows. I know Lewis knows what I'm talking about, where like they get the, 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 they dress up as the players and then they're just like being really dumb. Like I want to see you play both players and then reenact <laughs> it, like player talk, you know? That'd be real good. How did you How did you feel about the loss? Well, you know, we got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Player talk. <laughs> <laughs> David's exciting. Player talk. You guys are horrible. <laughs> it's like it's 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 a scene of just like Alessandrina. Hey, Siggy. I mean, I really feel it. You know, like I really want to go. Player talk. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would do it way more. Uh, I would do it with a bad uh, French accent. I was gonna say, you, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. French, uh, yeah, you have to be French as fuck. <laughs> F A F. All right, let's get back on track on the on the game. What are we Dave. What are we even talking? Let's, about? let's get back on track to the game on on how the game was going. No, but yeah. I mean, but look, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I can obviously see Allison well, Dreamy going six eggs in one and a half dozen in the other. Right? Is that whatever that saying is? So it's 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 one or the other. It's, it's you have Legit who. 
maybe has said, oh, I'm a little tired this week, or maybe even the coaches have noticed that he's a little bit sluggish. And so they thought, okay, now's a good time to give him some rest and not start him. And then you have Alessandrini who's like, okay, we need to get this guy game fit and he, you know, we need to get him, get him on the field. You know, it, it, it could be, it could be any one of those. Your microphone went out. Player yeah, talk. You're, you're out. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It could be anyone. Uh, <laughs> Let's move away from the player talk, man. This segment's been so long now. <laughs> That's so horrible. That's this, so is not horrible. A, this is not a pre written skit, as anybody, everybody can tell. Uh, <laughs> you would think that uh, after 107 episodes, we probably should be getting a written script. No, no. <laughs> nah, that's not funny. My, yeah, my notes just say LA Galaxy lost, lost bad. That's all I said. That's all I have. <laughs> all right. But Bobby's well, right. Let's, get, let's move on. Let's move on to, to what to what everybody feels like is the main event, right? Uh, 46 minutes, like immediately after halftime, we hear the crowd. There we we want Zlatan, and it's, and it's you know, the, the, of course it, it gets picked up and everybody starts chanting it. And I'm like, dude, the second half just started. Like, give him a minute. And, and at that point, we're 0-0. Zero, zero. And everybody's yelling for Zlatan already. And I'm like, dude, he's, he's not... I mean, we joke that he's soccer Jesus, but he's not going to deliver us from evil every time here. And yeah, I, and I think <laughs> depending, yeah, I mean, it's it, here's the 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 good and the bad of Zlatan. I mean, the good is is Zlatan. You know, the the, the guy is a yeah. genius. The and guy's uh, IQ is is above and beyond anybody else's in MLS. Exactly, um, and and, and you that's know, it's. Can I say this real fast? And that's yeah, one yeah, of the pro- and that's one of the problems because when in the forty when in the when 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 was the when the when they started chanting for him again before he came into the game, you know, it got so loud and everybody started applauding so like it's so rowdy. Even the Galaxy players stopped paying attention to what they were doing, and we got a fucking our second goal in. I mean, SKC got their second goal in on us. And it was just like, what are you guys doing? It was yeah, just so I, frustrating. I think, I think the, obviously the, the negative part of having a player like Zlatan is that everybody is focused on Zlatan, including, yeah. um, including the other players, where you feel that, that couldn't, cloak yeah. of invincibility. Um, and it's great to have. I mean, don't get me wrong. If the Galaxy win this game and they talk about how we're extremely confident. We feel we can't lose. Everyone's going to love to hear that. And it's going to be like, wow, the Galaxy are, you know, they don't feel like they can lose and they're playing like it. And everything is great. But when you say that and you're losing, then you just sound stupid and arrogant. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on the situation. So uh, just last week, I mean, we talked about how uh, you – your backs were against the wall against, uh, against Vancouver and you were able to get a good result. Your backs were against the wall against LAFC and you make an incredible comeback and the Galaxy players feel like, hey, man, you know, like we can, uh, including us, feel that, man, anything is possible. Like this team is is uh, something special. We're going to be uh, doing something special week in, week out. And the very next week, you come back, back down to earth and you find out that, oh, crap, we're not invincible. Um but we also were not, like I said, we weren't run off the field. It was a little bit of bad luck. We hit the post. Um, on, on the goals, it was um, the, the first one off the corner kick. Uh, Ola Kamara heads the ball right in the middle of, uh, of, the, uh, of the penalty area. It's yep. one of the big no-nos. Um, you know, he couldn't get a, pl- a proper clearance, and it's basically a sitter. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm being a little too harsh on him, so please tell me if I'm doing so. Does Bingham deserve a little bit of the blame there? Could I, he have done better? I am so glad you brought this up because this is exactly what I have in my notes. I <laughs> and and not and not on the play for the goal, by the way. Uh, the play for the goal. I think there's nothing Bingham can do in this uh, at this point. What I want to go to is I want to rewind that a little bit and talk about the play that led to the goal. So I think it was Zussi took a free kick 
and Bingham, Lewis, you brought this up and, and you brought this to my attention uh, on that first uh, LAFC goal that Vela scored. It looks like Bingham overruns the ball and then has to go back uh, uh-huh. because he, he misjudges the ball. And I, I feel like this is the exact same thing that happened in this in this play. Zussi takes a free kick. Bingham comes out to get it. He overruns it, and then he has to go back and tip it over the bar rather than comfortably just catch the ball. And so if Bingham catches that ball, the, the play no on the goal kick. doesn't happen. There's no corner kick. The, the goal doesn't happen. Um, I think now I know ex- I, expected... I think Bingham expected that to be across into somewhere uh, to another player and not necessarily um, a, a shot on goal. Um, and it, it could very well be that Zuzi actually mishit it and that it was going toward the goal. And, uh, yeah, Bingham looked like he was coming out and said, oh, crap, it's actually going to be a shot, and he had to go back. But um, I think the ball – I mean, I'm not going to blame Bingham for this, uh, for trying to take, uh, you know, uh, punch the ball over the, the bar here, but it does look like – it's going to go out or at the very least hit the post. Well, obviously as a goalie, you can't take that, uh, that chance, but yeah, I feel that Bingham kind of like misjudges that ball again. Um, you're absolutely correct on that. Um, and yeah, and then the ensuing uh, corner kick is when, uh, they, uh, they, they score their very first goal, but, um, it could be a case of, uh, Bingham couldn't have done anything, but I, I feel that he probably should have had that near post covered. I think that he wasn't too far off. Uh, from making the save, and I, as I'm watching the replay, I feel like mm, you know what? Maybe you could have gotten a hand to that. I don't know if maybe he just didn't see it in time. Maybe there was a defender in front of him. I really couldn't tell. Um, but um, those are hard I don't want to be. With, com- those yeah, are I mean, really hard right- to deal with because you just you react and and um, you know sometimes you seen- get in the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can get in the way. Other times, uh, um, you just. You know, things happen too quickly. And I think on that play, that's one of those ones where it could have gone anywhere because he really did have nearly an open net. Um, now, now, and, now and, granted and Bingham that... doesn't have enough time to, like, look and see where he's at in relation to the goal, who's blocking where. Like, it's just a, like, you know, it, it's it's a bad clearance on Ola Kamara's part. Um, and And none of the, you know, I don't, none of the other defenders obviously expected it. So they couldn't get there to clear. Obviously, on those situations, you don't want a guy running into the box and and getting a free shot. But I mean, I, I don't think there's much you you do on that play. All right, fair enough. Um, and then we go into the second goal, um, which doesn't come uh, too far after, uh, and it almost feels like you know the the ground just kind of was um, was ripped uh, from under them. Um, and again, it's it's Latan. He's standing on the sideline. They're waiting for him to come on. And I think, like Bobby said, the players get a little bit too overwhelmed in the moment, thinking like, okay, we're good now. Zlatan's going to come on. And then they um, lax their attention while yeah, that's happening. Yeah. And th- that ball I mean, comes, and, and that ball so comes over the top. That ball so comes over the top to coming. Russell. Go ahead, Louis, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, finish it. No, I was going to say, it, it, the ball comes over the top to Russell and splits uh, stairs and coal. And, and like, at that point, I'm like, okay, well, Cole has time to recover because he's running in behind uh, Steris. And they do recover. They, they recover, and, and Steris is trying to contain Russell. Um, and then Russell turns on him and gets beat. And then, and for me, and guys, I know that this might trigger some old wounds here for you guys. But for me, this is lazy defending on Ashley Cole's part. Um, I actually did not have that sentiment, uh, personally. Um, however, I will say that I was kind of surprised that Russell was able to split, uh, two of our defenders, one of them being Ashley Cole. Um, I, I didn't think a guy of his, um, defensive stature would be able to, I mean, let a guy go through when they're, when, you know, there's another defender right, uh, right beside him. Um, do I feel that Cole could have recovered? I, I, I never. I no, guess he I was did too recover. Busy. He I did guess recover, I was, Lewis. I think I was. He was just right too there busy. next to him. I think I was just too busy being in shock 
that that even happened to begin with that I didn't even follow the play because as soon as he got through, I mean, Russell takes a shot, he beats Bingham, and, and we're down 2-0. And at that point, I was just kind of disappointed. I was a lot more disappointed in the fact that they got split. I mean, yeah, I I, mean I, th- there's no reason for that to happen. I mean, yeah, maybe Cole messed up there, but I, in that moment, I feel like it was just the entire team just losing concentration, just everyone. Like, it was, yeah. it was everyone. And, like, it just... And, and, <sighs> and that's what we talked about. Like, I mean, th- those two defensive, uh, yeah, what'd you say? Uh, misconcentration there. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what, um, yeah, that's between the, the audience getting overwhelmed and then the team just paying attention to that, the audible sounds. I mean, <laughs> we have audio that we're going to be playing in the show, but I have it. It, it changes from, yeah, to, oh. The Zlatan effect, though, is I didn't want to say this that once the guy is ready to you saw the impact that he had. We've seen it in two games. The impact that this guy has had. Um, We talked about that. But let's go ahead and talk about the positive. Because personally, I think positive outweighs a negative. Hey Lewis, that's actually a good a good segue. Uh, we we had Britt Pergel on Balls and Beers Week Eight just recently. If you guys listen week seven. to this, Week Seven. Ooh, sorry, Week Seven. And um, make sure you guys listen to that. And uh, we talked about this. We talked we talked about how what her opinions was about Zlatan and being on the field and how everything's going with the team. Um, we should play that soundbite. Here we go. So All right, what? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you a Siggy question. Yeah. Uh, what was Siggy's demeanor after the last game? Because he seemed like he was upset. Yeah, but... he was frustrated. Um, it was definitely it. It was a lot like the end of last year, Siggy. Just this isn't okay. Um, I'm actually going out to practice tomorrow, so I'll, I'll kind of get an update. He's he's been harder to read this season than last season. Like you can ask him a direct question and he'll talk around it. So mm-hmm. I'm not getting a whole lot from him. Yeah, I feel mm. like I feel like last year he was just kind of he he was putting it all out there because it's not his team and he didn't really have anything to lose. Right, that's a I fair mean, fair take. I, I I don't know if he has anything to lose this year either, oh, yeah. to be honest with you. But eh, I don't know. I think not doing well with the team with Zlatan would look really bad on him. Like, oh, yeah. Still of course. <laughs> doesn't oh, yeah. doesn't do well. Yeah. Like, I think and, it's and added pressure of anything. Exactly. Oh, I mean, and if that, if that happens, that... You know, that, that would be, like, just horrible because, you know, Zlatan will go crazy and there would be just so many inner turmoil and just, no. Can you imagine yeah. him, like, controlling the locker room with yep. Zlatan I angry? Totally, that would I can be, totally yeah. see that. Yeah, and, and we had talked about it last week how you know expectations change now that you have Zlatan on the team and I'm pretty sure yep. uh, Siggy feels the same way I'm sure he feels that pressure where now he's um, he's expected to win every single game because of uh, of him or at least that's the way it's perceived that now you have this huge X factor that there's no reason for this team not to be outscoring opponents so I'm pretty sure he's feeling that stress um, I'm sure he's happy to have Zlatan on the team, but it, yeah, but that's you know that's it, also how Zlatan, a, that's how Zlatan plays as well too. Like he's gonna want to win every game, so if they start keep losing, it's gonna be really bad, like really really bad. I yeah, think it I was mean, I think it was Alessandrini that said it last week. He said that um, like before the season, we set all of our all of our goals, and um, now that Zlatan came in, like anything less anything less than winning at all is gonna be a disappointment. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they're all really feeling that pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the, the team was already confident without Zlatan. I think with him in there, it was such a morale boost uh, because I personally thought that they had enough weapons on offense um, to outscore most, if not all, opponents. It, it was always the defensive side of the ball that was always a question mark. Um, but with uh, with Kamara and and uh, Jonathan and Alessandrini and Leggett, you had so many attacking weapons to add Zlatan into the mix was just it's just not fair right and um you know i think they came back down to earth um being shut Mm -hmm. out uh, in the last game um obviously a little luck played uh, a part in that but i do feel that um the team the coach and the fan base 
um, they know that the expectations just went up a, a lot more uh, with him on the team. And um, though they're extremely happy about it, yeah, it's going to be stressful if they're not winning games. And if they hit a little bump on the road, how's that locker room going to be? Yeah, you know, definitely. If everything's everything's you know fun and games when you're when you're winning, but how do they re- react when uh, things aren't going their way? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's gonna be uh, it, it's been a fun so far. So I think it's gonna be uh, uh, even more intriguing as uh, the months and the dog days of MLS. Uh, oh, it's gonna unwrap. Come, come by. <laughs> it's gonna unravel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna we'll unravel in a way that yeah, I yeah. hope it's positive, but ooh, we'll see. Yeah. I think that designated players are grateful that the eyes aren't on them as strongly as they were. Um, just because the team had done so poorly last year that really the designated players were kind of the, the focus of you guys are going to bring this team from the depths. But now that Zlatan's here, it's like the eyes are kind of off of them. Mm, right. I guess to I, certain yeah. people. Not me. And, well, and hopefully, <laughs> that means, hopefully that means that they perform and they don't just take the time off. You know, like that's always the fear. It's like, the the DPs are going to be like, oh, okay, well, Zlatan's here. He'll do it. No, but that's, <laughs> right. but, that, but that's what I was trying to say earlier on. It's, I mean, it's his personality. Like, I mean, imagine imagine you you get in a group and, like, the group leader is Muhammad Ali. There's no way you can't be as great as he's expecting you to be. Like, you have to do it. You have to work as hard. Otherwise, he's going to come down on you really, really hard. And that's what Zlatan's going to do to this team. He's going to be right. coming down on them very hard if they don't if they don't perform. And they don't, and well, they, and they don't, and they don't come the, up. Well, the differences between the DPs this year and last year is that they were the only players capable of doing something on that team because they had no depth. They had a bunch of kids who were making a lot of debuts. So, yes, all the focus had to be on the DPs, and they were completely dependent on them. This season, at least, even without Zlatan, um, you had... Perry Kitchen, mm-hmm. you had Kamara, you had uh, you know a, a whole new back line that was you know that's a- MLS caliber. So the pressure is off them a little bit. But with Zlatan coming in, all the attention uh, now focuses on Zlatan, whether that's the media or opposing defenses. So um, th- there is a big difference between this season and last season. But oh, I, I actually yeah. do want to ask you, Britt, now that Zlatan is here and he's taken assumably some sort of pressure off the DPs. How does that affect Gio? Mm. Um, it's hard to say because he was um, completely out of training last week. Um, his, his injury flared up again, according to Siggy, um, to the point where they actually kept him inside the, the facility rather than letting him play on the field. So, I mean, I haven't gotten to see him even like practice with lots on. So it's kind of hard to, to say, but I will say that midfield is very crowded already. It's kind of hard to like, mm-hmm. okay, you can put Boateng on the bench and then, and then what? So you have so many with Jonah and Legette and Alessandrini and mm-hmm. you just kind of keep going. There's like, that's a crowded midfield. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We had talked about how, you know that Gio is going to be in the starting lineup. You know Jonah's going to be in the starting lineup. You know Kitchen is going to be in the starting lineup. And you know right. Allison Dreamy is going to be in the starting lineup. That's already mm-hmm. four. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to go with the 4-4-2, um, you're, you're going to have to sit Legit down. You're going to have to sit Boateng down, which is, uh, those are pretty good weapons to come off the bench. But um, it, it's kind of unfortunate that you have a player like Legit. um not starting um, on a team like that because the midfield is so crowded and because you're, all your DPs are in that midfield. For me, the way when they first announced Latan, my head immediately went to a three-five-two. Um, but with the defensive struggles, I don't know if a three-man back line is sufficient yeah. for this team. Yeah, and that's exactly what the, the point that I had made, that I mean, a three-five-two would be ideal, but um, what three would you put back there, especially when you have... Uh, Cole who likes to move up yeah. and uh, Felcher who also likes to move up um, and you would have Shelvick uh, stay back there. I think the 3-5-2 that they used against Vancouver was perfect because you had three defenders that stay in the back line. They don't move up. Yeah, but so, you had two defenders in the midfield too. Because they moved up. But but again, with that crowded midfield you need to take away a defender to put in your midfielder so you already have that there. So, I think I think the biggest issue with the Galaxy defense is they don't have a center back leader. Um, I mean, Ashley Cole can't really lead the whole back line from the left. So, mm-hmm. like, any good... 
I always go to Atlanta United because of Michael Parkhurst and what he did with that defense from the beginning. The Galaxy haven't had that and who knows how long. Um, Yellow Van Damme tried, but there were other issues going on, so he couldn't do do that to that extent. But I, I think that's a piece that's really missing in the Galaxy defense right now. It's just that veteran center back presence that can kind of control everything. I don't think Skelvik has it. I don't think uh, Romney or Steris or Siani have it either. So... I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that's uh, that was a big question mark, and uh, you know th- these guys are going to have to step up at, at some point during the season, and um, I guess we're just going to have to take that wait and see approach. It's still very yeah. early, so um, you know, that. hopefully, wait and see approach. Well, I mean, we it's have till crazy. about it. Talk. Well, we have till August to yes, really, know. you know. So they they got time. They got time. So, yes. All right, Britt, thank you so much again. We don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out and talking to us. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was fun. So, yeah, so that was Britt Pergel from ProSoccerUSA.com. She's also co-host sometimes on Corner of the Galaxy. So, um, yeah, guys. So Intriguing intriguing stuff. I mean, it's, it's always nice to hear uh, from someone who, who does have insider um, access um, certainly someone who, who gets to, to go to training and, and, and sort of see these guys in a more relaxed environment than, than, um, than after, you know, post game, uh, and, and, and with, with post game in mind, um, I, I, I did want to bring something up, um, something that Siggy said after the game and, and Bobby, I'm, I'm specifically gonna, gonna point, point this to you, mm-hmm. um, Siggy said that uh, he's sick and tired of uh, the team going down a goal before they decide to wake up. Yeah. Well, what, what, are, what are your what, what are your thoughts here, Bobby? It seems like he's been listening to the show. I say that shit every goddamn game. Ugh, and but the thing is, is this is your job. So are you just complaining about your own boss, which is you? because this is, <laughs> is he, your yeah, job is you you need to fix this this is your role in this team you need to make better decisions uh, and you know I, I think well so okay so so here's the thing when when zlatan comes in we're already down 2-0 right mm-hmm. okay so this is what should have um, been 1-0 should have been 1-0 <laughs> uh or even 0-0 still but here's the point that i was trying to make uh earlier the Zlatan effect is basically when this guy is 90 minutes fit, um, he, this, again, on paper, but we've seen it in two games. This offense is pretty goddamn dangerous. You can see the the focus on Zlatan. Oh, I can, and he's no, definitely going to open up a lot of space for any other yes, player to come what, in, whether it's Kamara or Alessandrini, or Jonathan, or Gio, or Lejed, or to, anybody else. You're preaching He's to the choir. open up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm saying you can preach it to the choir here. I've been saying this for a while. Right. Um, but like, and, but, but, but the, the, what was what was what was good? Uh, I want to I want to I want to interject so I can agree with you a little bit before you move, full, do your full motion and then I can't jump back in here. Um, what what he what what he did so well is when he came into the game he. He seemed so damn confident. Like, it was so funny. Like, you know, they, he calls himself the lion. He looked like a goddamn lion just strolling around the field, just walking, looking, paying attention. And his first touch on the ball um, really uh, uh, created a nice little play between, I already forgot who, who it was, but it ended up with the Alessandrini shot on post, wasn't it? I can't remember now. But every Sounds time, about right. Yeah, but every time he had, he had his foot on the ball, they created something and we moved forward well. But... The problem with that was he had to track back all the time for that. We were unable to get the ball up to the midfield and up to him. He had to walk back multiple times. And sometimes he was way far on the left wing. And I'm like, what's he doing down here? Like, because our team was, just was unable to, to, to create anything against SKC at that time. I think, well, actually, no, I have to disagree with you. I think there were a lot of chances created. Um, in fact, I think after Zlatan entered, I don't think there was any other dangerous chance that Kansas City created. 
If no, I'm but that's mistaken, what I'm saying. He had to he had to come back for those balls though to create these no, chances. No, no, no. I, and I and I understand that, and it's kind of weird that you're going to have uh, a player like Zlatan have so far uh, be so far back in the midfield. Um, but I actually also believe that that may be the type of role that he's playing because no, yeah. he, because he is going to be able to pull defenders uh, toward him. And we know that he's a good uh, a good passer, so you know he's going to be able to find uh, uh, open space. He's going to find the uh, players on the run. And as soon as these players get accustomed to him, and vice versa, um, it, it's going to be really scary. And you saw glimpses of that. You saw yeah. flashes of I that. I mean, I, th- um, I think I think the, another... the difference between the difference between this game and last game was that the balls landed in the back of the net. Um, we were a bit unlucky. Um, like I said, it, it was that there were three uh, shots that hit the post. There was I don't know how Ashley Cole shot didn't go in. My God! But then you oh, had that was beautiful. That was beautiful I know, too. I mean, I Celia know. had a yeah. Celia had yeah. a fingertip push that to the post. And yeah, then it, it was, that's why I'm saying the soccer was, gods was like not being cool that day. I was like, exactly. dude, like, dude, yeah. dude, that the was supposed gods, to go in. That was beautiful. Well, the soccer <laughs> gods came and be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We were here last week. You guys got to do right. the shit yourself now. Right. right. It almost seemed that uh, that way. Kind but of, huh? you have, like, for example, it was toward the end of the game. And even if he had scored this, it still would have been two to one. I think it would have been too late to score another one. And, oh, yeah. you never know. But uh, you had Shelvick, who was in the middle of the penalty area, unmarked. You got that's a right. free shot. And he shoots it right at Amelia. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the shots that, that were taken, with the exception of maybe the, uh, the the ones that hit the post, they were right at team, Tim Melia. Yeah, like he, he didn't have to Obviously, move he much. had to work. <laughs> he had to work, but it wasn't, you know, he didn't really break a sweat. You know, no, he didn't have I'm, to die. With the exception of Cole's shot, it really looked like it was, uh, it looked like it was a walk in the park. I know Kamara had a couple shots right at him. Alessandrini. Uh, had a couple off-target shots. I mean, he looked off. He obviously he was rusty. He, I'm not going to put. So he got the post there. twice. Yeah, he well he got the post once. Oh, but I thought it was twice. But it, it's just it, it's just one of those things that it happens in in the game of soccer that the, sometimes the ball just doesn't go in and uh, you can create as many chances as possible. But you know if. If it's not your day, it's not your day. And obviously, it wasn't the Galaxy's day. Uh, they didn't dominate Kansas City, but I, I really believe that they could have gotten a result in this game. I, I really thought that they played well enough to deserve a, a victory or, at the very least, a draw. I don't think Kansas City ran us off the field. They just um, they scored when it mattered. And I, I feel that once Zlatan is ready to go 90 minutes... Wow. I mean, seriously? Yeah, it should, no, it should wow. be. It should be. So I'm hoping. And I think, <laughs> I think part of that effect is that we, we talked about how expectations are, um, are changed now that Zlatan is on the team. I think that subconsciously you're even thinking that we can win every single game. And I think... Um, With the lineup, we should be able to. Yeah. On paper, and, and I do, we should be on able paper, to. right? Exactly, um, and we have to, uh, and we have to be patient with this team. We talked about it in the preseason that though we got upgraded, and though we have a, a much better team, a, a very capable team of of you know, making the playoffs and making that dark horse run to MLS Cup, um, we still have to wait for that finished product, and it's not there yet, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we the had turd a lot of injuries. Still ain't gold, man. Yeah. <laughs> we we've had a lot of injuries. We we had players coming in and out, so we still haven't had a lineup in back to back games that are the same. That also plays a big factor in, in the chemistry and how the team plays. You add a, a new player like Zlatan, where your entire strategic um. Your it entire strategy changes. Yeah, it, goes it, it out completely the changes. And now all of a sudden, uh, you're you're doing something around him rather than, say, around Gio or Kamara. So now Kamara and Gio and, and Alessandrini and Leggett, they all become role players. And those are hell of, um, yeah. uh, one hell of a role player to, to, to have. I dig the band. And so, 
No, I mean, it's like I said, it it becomes extremely dangerous. Give it time, guys. I think this team deserves our patience. The MLS Cup, it's not won in March. It's not won in April. It's not even won in May. It's won in August, September, and October. And, um, or at least that's when your momentum should be building. And it, it goes into November and December. It's a long season, guys. It's an extremely long yeah, season. Yeah, and that's what I'm and worried this about. Because we can, I just don't want us to walking into injuries now in that yeah. time. Right. And, 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 and now we're behind because we haven't been winning games in the beginning of the season. So. Well, but that's why you don't kill yourself after these type of games. Because, uh, you know, you could, there is a possibility where they go 1,000% more intense in the next game and then do end up getting hurt because of that. So you you try and you know you you take the positive you forget the negative, um, no you learn from the negative, you get the, to take the positive and you move on. I, I was gonna say you you forget the loss, um, and and you move on. I mean uh, Zlatan in the in the post game even said that uh, the the team needs to learn how to how to be prepared. Um, not even in the first minute, but in the warm-up. And he said, that's where mm-hmm. you start everything. There can be so many small details that make a difference. Why not awake from the beginning? I don't know. I've been here one week. I look, I learn, and then I go for the kill. Mm-hmm. God, I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, true. So, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's still... It's, it sounds to me that he's still in the... In the sort of ob- observing phase of everything and then and then we'll see sort of where things are probably at the end of the month once you i think once lewis is right i think once we start seeing him 90 minutes that's when we start to see the the the, the sort of form, general on the field come out and, and see what this team is about yeah and it's going to take time. It's going to take time to, to get these. Um, I, I absolutely agree with Lewis in that this team deserves our patience. They're not going to, they're not the. Um, well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> they're not. No, no, no. But I mean, in term, they deserve our patience in terms of not uh, blowing, you know, hitting the panic button, blowing the whistle. Um, any, you know, uh I don't know, opening the hatch, whatever, whatever the, 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 the things are, are, are called, the emergency things are called. Uh, don't put on your oxygen mask just yet. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but let, let's, let's get into, uh, let's get into some more stuff. Uh, let's talk about the next game. We have Chicago coming up, um, on Saturday. That's going to be on Univision, which where that's where you should be watching it or on Twitter. <clears throat> um, the game, uh, you're going to have to check out MLS Recap for our thoughts on the last Chicago game. Um, and you're going to have to check out Balls and Beers to figure out where we all stand mm-hmm. in terms of where, where we think the Galaxy are going to do here. But I, as I said in Balls and Beers, I kind of feel like this is the perfect game that the Galaxy are, are walking into. They have to be looking forward to this. Um, I think Chicago is more their speed. They match uh, uh, Galaxy's level. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that Chicago's offense is not a formidable foe. I think that, that, you know, this is a good matchup for Galaxy in this moment right now. I would personally prefer a team like Philly, but I'll take Chicago. No, Philly, Philly brings us down to their level. <laughs> he's taking oh, your, he's true. taking your words, man, and spinning it that's, right back at you. No, that's true. RSL, actually, no, RSL no, can right. Ramondo us. Yeah. No, no, he's no, getting worse, Zlatan. but mm. no, he, Ramondo will be Zlatan, if anything. Oh, but, okay, um, okay, hold on. No, we can't. If you think for that. a moment, if you think for a moment that Zlatan goes takes a penalty kick against Ramondo, Ramondo doesn't have a a, a pretty. Decent shot of, of saving that. He has a 50-50 shot like any other player. I don't know. He looks heavier now. <laughs> he looks heavier. I mean, he stonewalled <laughs> Giovinco earlier so like yeah, when he needs to go. So when he jumps he left did. and right, it's he's a little slower now. He's Gravi- always seen Gravity that. brings like, him that's low. Why, 
No, he's but aging. I think that's why people underestimate him. He's a, I don't know, he's because aging. of the way he looks. I mean, he looks the like bone me, density. God. His bone density. You know, it's you know, it's he's getting bad. I don't know. <laughs> uh, either way, we're getting off track here. Uh, the, the point is that uh, Chicago isn't a bad team to have in front of you uh, for a, for a rebound game. Chicago barely came. Uh, off its very first victory last week, so they, they they got the taste of victory. I think they're they're hungry. I also feel that they're probably going to be respecting this Galaxy side a lot more than um, than they would have last season. I I think last season the Chicago game was the uh, that was the game where Van Dam right. was subbed off, That's and right. all of a sudden the the Galaxy came back. Uh, 2-2, so uh, a completely different team this season, uh, both uh, both sides, both Chicago and Los Angeles. And um, I think now that the Galaxy have have that swagger, they came back down to earth, but I still feel that they can go into any stadium and get a result. And yeah. I think Chicago might be a little bit on their heels. I think they might respect that Galaxy attack a little bit too much. I think they play on the counter, which obviously has been um, an Achilles heel of ours. And obviously uh, teams like LAFC have, have exposed that. So I expect to have a majority of the possession, maybe not huge, but I, I do feel we'll have um, a slight advantage in the possession here. And I think we'll, we'll create our chances. We have to finish them. We have to finish our chances here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, watching Chicago's game against Columbus crew last week, um, I mean, Columbus is a better team than us on the road as well. I mean, and they they had, they were just pounding Chicago, man. And Chicago was able to find ways to 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 defensively stop them and and give them a run for their money. I mean, I I know this is their first win uh, since this season but they look way more put together than we usually do in games. Um, so that's why, like, everybody listen to Balls and Beers. I said that, you know, it's going to be a draw. I mean, I really don't have too much confidence in Galaxy to come out and actually win this game. I want them to. I hope I'm wrong. But I really don't see that happening. Um, because, again, Chicago had a way better formidable opponent last week. And um, let, me ask you, so we'll see. let me ask you guys this then. If the Galaxy were to draw this game, how would you feel about it? I'd be happy because I get my, I think, my points. <laughs> I think that depends. I think that depends on a lot on how the game plays out. I think if the Galaxy, even if it's 0-0, zero, yeah. zero, if the Galaxy are on the front foot and they look like they're putting some stuff together, then I, I, I come back. I come out of it positive. Um, if we get scored on and we have to come back, then I, I, I think I have to look at it negatively. Uh, if we give up a late goal, you know, depending on how that late goal is is given up, uh, you know, I have to worry because the the opponent after that is Atlanta at home. So you you want the team to to again start building that confidence, um, start having to deal with uh, somebody as wily as Nikolic uh, is. Um, but I don't know. I think. Uh, I think if they if they draw this game, you could it could go either way. I guess just like a draw, it's 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 there's uh, there's some positives and there's some negatives. Uh, surely somebody didn't do something or or messed up. Yeah, no, David's right. I mean, it just depends on how how they play. I mean, even if they lose and they but they still look like they were a good team on the field and they did well. In my eyes, like I like it's just an, another season game, right? But I I still want to see progress. Even if we lose, I want to see progress. I just don't want us to be like David named the three things, the three weaknesses that we have in every damn game. He named all three of them, you know, the late goal at the end, just everything. And um, yeah, I just need to see them progress. And it just depends on how we see them play. I don't disagree that the context of the game plays a huge factor and how you would feel about a certain result. Obviously, we've all been through games where if before you saw the match, you would take the draw 
a hundred times out of a hundred, and then seeing how it played out, you said, "Nope, I I don't want that. I want a mulligan. We we could have won that game, or or whatnot." So I agree with you in that, in that the the question was a little bit unfair. The the reason I say this is because when you think of Chicago right now, they're not doing so hot, not looking like a playoff team. How would you feel drawing against uh, a non-playoff team? Would you? This is a Zlatan effect. Do you feel that because? of the raised expectation that you should be winning a game like this. Should you be winning a game against Atlanta? Should you be at home? Should you be winning a game against New York at home? That's where mm. I was kind of going with it. That does I mean, your expectations change no. because of the Zlatan effect here? Because I think subconsciously it really does. In a way, though I don't necessarily believe that we have an unrealistic chance of beating Atlanta. I still think it's possible. I, I'm not saying that we're the favorite. I'm not saying that we should be the favorite. But I don't see us putting up a, a 5-0 performance against Atlanta, to be perfectly honest with you. And I feel that we can be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, especially at home. I feel you're too optimistic. Um, I'm still not there. I, I'm still not there at all. Um, I, the, the last two games were not good. Uh, the LAFC game was not good. We are not playing well. We're not getting our finishing uh, in, in in the last half of the in the in the games. We're not. We're just not. We're not doing well. So once we start, once I start seeing the team meshing together, um, playing well together, not seem so lost, communicating. Um, then it'll be different because right now I still see just a team that doesn't know what to do. And then when the Zlatan effect comes in and it doesn't work, that's a problem because we're just relying on the Zlatan effect. And then we can't continue to do that. We need to yep, be a right. better team. No, I agree. And I, and I do believe that the, the team was already, um, I don't want to say I don't want to say great because it's not great, but uh, obviously I, I thought that this team was good enough to make the playoffs, and I thought they were dark horses to get all the way through MLS Cup. Should they again on paper fix we the uh, on paper, <laughs> and uh, should they fix the defensive problems? I, I think this team becomes real contenders right now. But we have a couple stretches of ga- uh, a stretch of games right here that that's kind of interesting because you have Chicago on the road, you come back home, and you play Atlanta, New York. You got Atlanta, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, if not the entire league. And then you got the New York Red Bulls, who have been playing pretty well uh, in MLS with no, yeah. with a with a B squad because mm-hmm. they've been yeah. focusing on CCL and they've and for what it's worth, we should have an All MLS final in that CCL final. It, it definitely should have happened. It's it's it was deserved. Um, and uh, but you know New York just couldn't find the back of the net. That's a t- those are two very tough games at home for the Galaxy. And if we don't get a result in Chicago, we could go four games either as losses or uh, without a win. It- it's very possible. No, it is. Um, so, I mean, th- that's why I'm asking, like, how how would you feel about that? Because I feel that we didn't play bad enough to deserve a loss against Kansas City, but it is what it is. I feel that if you play the exact same way you played against Kansas City – it's going to be enough to beat Chicago. And considering the next two games that you have, even if they are at home, you're going to need that confidence back. Because if you drop two in a row and your confidence starts to wane going up against Atlanta, it's very possible that they put up a 5-0 scoreline on you. And, I don't know, man. Well, confidence comes... And, and, and things might, might you know unwind very, very quickly. And all this happiness and, you know... Uh, positive advice will go out the window real quick and all of a sudden Zlatan becomes a bust yeah well may I, may, think, I, I think has well what, I, what I, was just gonna, I was just gonna say I don't think Zlatan will be a bust in its own in his own right it, it would be a bust because nothing is happening within the team and there's something happening that Ziggy's not in, putting together yeah for me even if you have a disappointing uh, games against uh, Atlanta and against the Red Bulls, then you go and, and you start looking at who do we have lined up in May? We have Houston, who as of right now, not great. Then we have Dallas. We all know how Dallas has been doing. 
Um, I think the, those are both winnable games, even if they're on the road, even if Zlatan doesn't play those games. Um, you have uh, Montreal, who has yet to to sort of put together what they have. And then they have San Jose, which is a rivalry game back at home. Um, that's a big one. Uh, that's a big moment. Another one where you can kind of capture some magic um, in, in the stadium and, and, and win some fans. Um, and then you have Dallas at home. Again, another game where you could probably get a, a, a win out of that one. You, you know, it's funny. You're going down the list, and I was about to do that. Um, if you can get some results um, against Atlanta, New York, your 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 next games are against Houston. Like, we, okay, so I'll go over it because they they stretch close to three months. Houston, not a good side. Dallas, definitely not a good side. Montreal, not a good side. San Jose, it's a rivalry game. You could probably put records aside, and it's just about that moment. You play them at home. San Jose doesn't really travel well. I think that's a very, very winnable game. You go back to, uh, uh, or you stay home for another Dallas game. You got to figure out the victory. Portland not doing well right now. I think they're eventually going to turn around, but we'll see what happens. Now you're already in June. Then you get RSL at home. You got to figure that's a win. San Jose once again. Then you got DC United. And well, you already you got July. the World Cup break. Well, first, hold on. First, you got the World Cup break. So there's Woo! there's time can't to wait. decompress. There's I, well, there's, you there's, got the you got the World Cup break in between the RSL game and, and the San Jose game. Hmm. You got the two week break right there. Um, so you come back from the break and you travel to San Jose, and again, you can throw records out the door. Um, I, I think it's a winnable game, but then you get DC United at home. And then uh, the Columbus crew at home. And that's probably where you're going to get a little bit more resistance. And you're already in July at that point. Yeah. yeah. Theoretically. See, me, looking, looking, at the, looking at the calendar, like July is when sort of the, the, the second half of the season starts. Because that's right. when you start getting the really challenging and, and, uh, and, and sort of the meat of the, of the league as it is right now. Um, even though you're going up against DC United, you know you figure, okay, you, that that kicks you off with a win, that gets you started. Then you face Columbus, then you face New England, then you face, you know, overlook Philadelphia, then you face LAFC again away. So then, so there's another like really juicy part of that the the schedule where that's when you want to start getting your stride again. But again, these are all months away, and so as and you know, with MLS again with MLS. Things can change in a two-week span. Um, you know, we could be talking about how Portland has gone unbeaten since April. So, um, you know, there's, there's there's always that. You know what I mean? So, so I I don't want to go too far into the schedule, but I think looking through May, you can say, okay, these teams maybe they're gonna they're gonna kind of be um, who they are right now. So. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap up the show guys. Uh, yeah. uh, Lewis, do you have anything else? Uh, nope. <clears throat> Not at all. I think we said what we needed to say. Did you want to talk Did David, do you have, I seen in your notes, you have one more thing there's, about Ola. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, there's one more thing I want to, I want to uh, jump in there is, uh, Ola Kamara, uh, signed a new three. Year contract, so it's two years guaranteed plus a one year option, uh, one mil just under one million per year. So, uh, it I think this is good to lock up Kamara long term. I think eventually, uh, even though he's only got uh, what one goal for us right now, I think he's going to be a big part as to oh, yeah. why we're successful. Uh, so I think this is a good move, um, to, to lock him up and, and kind of reassure him a little bit now that Zlatan's here. We haven't forgotten about him, yeah. Yeah, I actually think that's a really good signing uh, to have him for three years. Uh, that's um, that, that's great. That goes past the, the the tenure of some of our DPs as well. So um, if you, know, you need to rebuild, you're going to be rebuilding around him and, and whatnot. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, the one thing I will say about Kamara, though, is, and I know it's really early, but uh, you really he's didn't, got one you really goal. didn't have a last thing to say, huh? <laughs> well, D David actually. That was his David last thing segment, man. We were closing up. <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't an Sorry. opening for a conversation. 
<laughs> Let's see. Tell us. I'm sorry. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I, I had, since I had no, well, I didn't option my last thing to say, but David kind of brought it back. So I'm, yeah. I'm optioning it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 um, go. <laughs> uh, Kamara, Kamara has only scored one goal. It came uh, in the first game against Portland, and he hasn't scored since. Not pushing the panic button. And uh, I'm not going to get too carried away with this, but th- this is a player that we d- are going to have to depend on. Uh, before Zlatan came in, he was the offense, and he hasn't produced. Again, not trying to fly off the deep end here, but if this was Geo, hmm, we might be ripping him one. But but it has been Geo, and we did rip him one, but Ola Kamara has a proven track record with other teams in MLS. Uh, and, and, and he's only been a certain amount of games and he actually does play well on the field when we watch him. Yeah. So he's creating there's, chances. There's difference. He there's, is creating, there's differences. Yes. Yes, yes. He is actually doing a lot more on the field than we've seen Geo. But um, we're also paying... He's a forward. He's a, he's a target striker. Mm-hmm. We're, we're no, he needs, he, needs, he needs to make the goals. Yes, he needs to make the goals. Yes. yes. Yes, yeah, so Absolutely. He'll, he'll get there. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about Kamara. Yeah. All right, David. We'll talk about your last thing. Go. No, that's it. I, I'm not going to bring the other thing up. That that can be for another day. All right. Um, I'm good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 107. This is LA is our house. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Later. Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.